We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything, everything, everything is up for discussion, and that's what French culture is about. About. Who am I together for always? I've been on this thing where I've been listening to, well, that was Avant, but Carl Thomas. You've been on the old 90s R&B? Yeah, Carl Thomas, Aaliyah, and we forgot to shout out her 15th year anniversary of being dead. But that's why I put her her songs in transition. Oh, I you know I don't really like to celebrate the anniversaries of death. (laughs) It just always comes off a little weird to me. Maybe it's (sighs) maybe it's like uh, it's a. I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I don't know her personally, so I feel like it's kind of like people are like, oh, it's been 15 years and I be like, well, I don't know if it's a celebration. Of, maybe it's like your birthday. But then I think about it for my dad. I do kind of I acknowledge it because it's kind of like, wow, it's been that long. So maybe I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing. For me, it's just a little weird, though. I'd be like, so I don't know, it. You know, I'd be like, I don't know if I, I don't really know you like that. You know, I just... Like, legit like cry and was in mourning. You did when Aaliyah died. Like wow, it was ridiculous. And I looked back and I wanted to. Sl- I looked back and it was like, but you didn't know her, Lisa. Like, what's wrong with you? But you know what? I get it because it, it's a it's a person that you care about, and it, it, she had an impact. Like her music or whatever had an impact on your life. So it's kind of like a void that you will feel. Like I felt that way. Um when Michael Jackson died, I I shared like a couple of tears. It was just kind of like, how can Michael Jackson die? Like you know, Michael Jackson. This is it's a little different. Mm-hmm. So I I get it. You know, it's fine. Yeah. But anyway, enough. still still rocking. So last week when the anniversary, like I was listening to her music like all day and doing my work to that. Um. You know the song she has with Tank Come Over? I love that song. She got a song with Tank? The Can yeah. I Come Over? Tank on yeah. that song? Mm-hmm. I didn't know Tank was on that song. I think he is. Hold on. let me Because you know I be getting stuff wrong. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is brunch culture, guys. This is the banter. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so unprepared. I'm like yawning and not really sure that we're started the show. So, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Brunch Culture, guys. Um, <laughs> Another episode, another week of Brunch Culture. And I I don't know, Lisa. I might have to cut all that out. I was, I was yawning. It sounded real unprofessional, y'all. I, yeah. It sounds like we were in, in our humble beginnings of recording in a closet. And not actually in our own studios. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, brunch culture. Here we are. Um, brunch. It was Tank. It was Tank. Aaliyah featuring Tank. Come over. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't ever. I don't think I ever. I remember the chorus, but I didn't know Tank was on a song. So. Yeah. yeah. But that's yeah. all right. So, this week. Yeah. So, scroll time. Um, 
we kicked it off with uh, Aaliyah. Uh, rest in peace to Aaliyah. No offense to anybody. I do have a friend that really likes Aaliyah, and I'm sure that he's going to think I was trying to be funny, but I swear I'm not being funny. I, me and celebrating death anniversaries is just a little weird for me, and it's probably because I don't know people. I don't know them personally. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get it. I understand. So, yeah. Well, we're going to go to the scroll. Yeah. The scroll. This week on the scroll. Um, <laughs> uh, so much happened this week. Um, we can try to like narrow it down to like top things. Right. So I'll kick this off because I, um, I feel like. Something we talked about before, so it's kind of like a recap of, you know, a follow up of what we talked about before. So the whole Nate Parker situation and Gabrielle Union actually has a statement, released a statement. I don't know if it was a a statement or she just it seems like it's something that she wrote. Um, Yeah, it looked like an L.A. Times article. Yeah, I think it looks like but it seemed like she wrote the article, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, Um, she wrote the article. So read the full thing. Yeah, I read the full thing. And I, I think that. It was very, very w- well written. I feel like she handled it with handled it with care. Um, I feel like, you know, she pointed out um, her struggle with it, and she pointed out the importance of basically using this situation to have a conversation, um, and and how important it is. And I think it was is actually really interesting of why she said that she wanted to play this character and what attracted her to the role in general. Um, and that kind of being what the narrative was pushed to because of Nate Parker's past. And so I think it was just really good that she, you know, her, her words aligned with what it needs to be. So people, we need to be having this conversation. We need to have the conversations and talk about the different layers and how nuanced it is. I also saw a video, um, from the talk that was done on news one now in which one of the professors, one of the the four people that wrote a letter in support of Nate Parker, Mm -hmm. um, she kind of talked about, uh, her position and she talked about some things and saying like, you know, it's okay for people to say that this situation is uncomfortable and it's okay to say why it's uncomfortable. And it's also okay to say that because it's uncomfortable, I'm going to step away. But what's not okay is to assign blame to someone without actually knowing the details. And I think that that to me, that was just really big because I feel like we get so caught up in being on either sides that we don't realize the need to have the conversation and the the need to really try to make sure that we're acting on knowledge on like facts and principle, personal principle, because that's what most things are. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as not saying that because this is uncomfortable for me or because I don't like this, that I'm immediately calling this purpose of this person a rapist because you have an actual rapist that just walked out of prison, just clearly just walked out after three months for good behavior. So that's a whole other story. And people consistently call this gentleman a um a swimmer and not anything derogatory and so that's a a whole other side but yeah so wow yeah Yeah. it was good (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i i love how gabrielle union handled it i think it was very tasteful and i think you know i i'm always impressed by people who could use such a painful experience and 
they use that to help other people um because you know when you when you have to talk about that that brings up all these feelings and emotions but she's like you know i was very deeply wounded by this but i'm not going to let this defeat me and matter of fact i'm going to help other people right and so i think that's amazing absolutely couldn't agree more i think that is it's a hard thing to do and i think that not everybody has to take that position of saying like you know i feel the need to to kind of to take charge and yeah to advocate for it but also to try to consistently stand in the face of people that may be at the hands of this or could be accused of this or could be involved in this in a certain way. Like, I feel like that's not a position that everybody has to take, but I think it is definitely admirable that she took that, she took that place and it shows a, a great deal of strength. And honestly, after reading, I was kind of like, huh, I feel like she's a lot deeper because in, in terms of an actress, I kind of see her in many ways as kind of being very one dimensional, which is another reason I wanted to watch her in this movie because when I see a lot of the roles that she play, I consistently see Deliver Us from Eva. I don't know how Deliver Us from Eva could be a part of uh, A Birth of a Nation. So I was like, she has to be yeah, just on a whole nother level. But you don't, you don't watch Being Mary Jane? No. Oh, you I, watch. The, the, yeah. the few episodes that I saw, I felt like she was Deliver Us from Eva, too. Just like, <laughs> you know, no knock, whatever. So, um... Yeah, it has some depth, but sometimes, sometimes it has depth. Sometimes. I heard people. I mean, people say the show's really good. Um, I think I said this before here. I don't. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, it's a. I wouldn't expect you to watch it because I feel like it's a show for women. Yeah, I, I don't know. I heard, but I heard they they cover like just topics that are kind of universal, which are good. I just don't. Yeah, I, it's not. I watched like three episodes and I was like, okay, but you know, I I I guess it's, yeah, there are certain things like I couldn't relate to, and sometimes. That's a whole other side. Never mind. So, um, <laughs> um, another thing in, in the scroll this week. Yeah. That Colin. was. Yeah. I love. Now, this is my shallow reason for liking him. Oh, God. I just had a crush on him for a long time because of the way he looks. Um, So, that's how I know him. I'm not a fan of the 49ers. I'm a fan of him. His of course. His physical appearance. So um, does his physical appearance make you support his protests or his method of protesting or? Well, you know, right now I'm really just wish he would cut the hair off because that's not attractive to me. Really? Uh, the fro? I don't like the fro. But, you know, I have this obsession with clean cut deep waves. So it just anything other than that. I've never been in the braids. I've never been into anything extra but short hmm so i would like him to cut the hair off but that's again he's not my man he has somebody and <laughs> whoever is with him is as long as they excited about it that's all that matters i but, respect the fro i think the fro is a, a i think it's really funny it's too that he, yeah it's definitely a statement piece um and i think it was from the people that are questioning if he's he's black or not, which is a whole other conversation that we can get into because one doesn't have to be black in order to protest. Um, and one doesn't have to be black in order to protest for black people. Dummy. Um, <laughs> I think that if, if anybody, especially as somebody that is black, you, you know the impact of somebody that is not being black has when they they do protest 
um, or somebody that has a platform or a stage of any race that can say that, you know what, I'm 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 doing this and I'm making this protest or making a statement for a reason in solidarity and support of uh, to back a certain this group of people, black people, because I feel like the injustices to them are just it's 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 ridiculous and i want to support them you shouldn't definitely know that so that's that's a whole other thing um but in terms of his protest honestly it's really weird so i have a a frat brother that it posted about not not supporting the protest um his form of protesting and and, and just for people that may not know his form of protesting is saying that i will not stand during the national anthem um just because I feel like I'm standing up for a country and for leaders that are saying that it's okay for people to be gunned down and killed by the police and so many injustices to happen. But I'm standing here saying, like, praising the glory of this country. Um, And so I I honestly support it. And I don't support it on the standpoint of um, I think that there there is a lot of deep layers to it. But I also I support him making a statement because I feel like people that have a platform that have a lot of things to lose usually won't do things that are going to take them out of the comfort zone and honestly potentially jeopardize their career, um, jeopardize their endorsements, jeopardize their money, jeopardize their support. People don't do those things. And to have somebody that is in such a space that says that, you know what, I am going to use my platform, my success and my privilege, and I'm going to put that all on the line so that people can continue to have a conversation because that's what much of it is. Right. It's not. I was reading this one uh, post that somebody had like reposted and there was a person was saying, you not standing up for the national anthem is just unpatriotic and it's disrespectful and it's not going to change. It's not going to solve the problem. So you're not trying to fix the problem. You really are just trying to piss people off. And to me, you you completely miss what the whole point of the protest is. And somebody at that level is not just protesting or making this decision, doing making this decision not to do something just to make everybody mad or because that's the answer to the problem. But they're doing that to drive the conversation, to start the conversation, to push Mm -hmm. media and to push social media, to make people have these conversations. And it's basically pushing that, that movement again, this is all a part of pushing the movement. And that's why I love it. And I think it's so great. And I think it's so genius because um, football is America's sport. We love football. The, the whole mm-hmm. entire country rallies behind football. And they use it as an escape from real issues sometimes. Exactly. And so, so now it's kind of like. Exactly. Yep. Here's this person that the world was just celebrating um, and consistently celebrates the country. I'm sorry. Consistently celebrates. Um, as being just just really great and being so talented. And this person is saying, I am going to use my black self (laughs) and this power and this privilege and all this love that y'all have for me. And I'm going to use it to make a statement, but I'm going to do it in such a way that I'm not disrespecting veterans, which you want to use veterans as a scapegoat, which I love the hashtag. Um, of veterans, I think it's, I forget the exact hashtag, isn't it? Veterans for or veterans with Kaper- Kaepernick or Kaepernick. what? what it, I think it's something like that. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all, for, for not knowing it off the top of my head. But that, 
the fact that that hashtag exists, this is it, it's like it's working. You know what I'm saying? Like it's driving a conversation. And when somebody may try to like left field and to say, oh, you're disrespecting the veterans. What about the veterans? And him to actually make a statement saying I'm not not in support of veterans and then have veterans say, hey, and I support you. I understand. I fought for you to have this liberty and the ability to do this and keep going. Whether I agree or not, this is the reason that I gave, you know, I I, I gave my service and I, I stood up and I fought for the country. So you can have the opportunity to do that. And so and then also learning the, the different details about uh, the Star Spangled Banner. Never knew anything about a, a third stanza. Mm-hmm. Um. I think a lot of people didn't know about a third stanza. I didn't know stanza. Either, so you're not so, alone. Yeah, it's so funny, though, because, again, you have those people that's super deep and super woke that's been like, oh, this is why I stopped singing the national anthem a long time ago. I have one person I really need to stop following on social media. Um, <laughs> and this is somebody that I'm cool with because I always see these these posts of, like, Y'all shouldn't, y'all ain't real. Y'all didn't know. I've been new about it. And it's like, well, I, a lot of people didn't know. And because you don't know something, don't make you dumb or stupid. It just makes you ignorant to this. But now that the conversation, people are having a conversation and you learn about it, you can say, oh, I can look at this from a different lens because I learned. Everybody don't have to have all the knowledge. So, um, yeah, I think it's dope. Yeah. And if you knew why you weren't telling other people. Exactly. Why? If you knew every time that Beyonce has sang the national anthem, every time that Fantasia has sang the national anthem, Aretha, who all these people, why didn't you tell nobody? Why didn't you point it out? <laughs> why didn't you you post about this or Facebook about this or tweet about this before? Okay. <sighs> yeah. Don't you love people? You have to love people. You, you have, have to. to just love them because they're great. <laughs> so Georgetown University is doing somewhat of a reparation in a sense. I feel like they should be offering scholarships, um, free um free tuition. And I say that because they have it, but um yeah. What do you think, Randall? So I I just don't think it's I'm like you don't it's feel like, like it was honorable enough. mention. Yeah, yeah I just you like feel it like, was it was like some of the yeah, it was like a footnote. Right. Like, so the funniest thing is when I first when I first saw it, when I first read it, immediately I said, This ain't this ain't enough. But then I started I had to check myself and, you know, remove myself from it for a little bit. And then I actually read a few articles about it, a few just and these are kind of op ed pieces, so people are talking about how they felt about it. Um and I just thought, okay. Well, I think I have to acknowledge that you're trying to do something. This one article that I read earlier today was saying that they um, actually have like a database where they have the information that they have about these um, these, the slaves. And they are they've they've in some sort of way they have I think it's like a DNA database as well as like um, some written history or written information that they have. And they try to trace the the descendants of these slave to pe- slaves to people today and try to contact those people. So to me, it seems like, OK, there's more work to it, because I guess initially my first thought was, well, how do I know if I'm a descendant of this slave or not? Like, what if I just don't know? Does that mean like I miss out or I don't really know? And then when I read, they were like, well, they get um, preferential treatment 
so to me, it was just kind of like, wait, so that means that you're just going to look at my application again. But what if you the same person looks at it and they're just like, oh, well, I didn't like you the first time. That means I don't like you the second time. So I, I start like nitpicking it and I, I just mm-hmm. had to catch myself and just be like, well, you know what? I think it's important to acknowledge this. I think it's important to acknowledge um, that. It's a nice gesture. I don't think by any means. Um, One thing that I I started to think about was, okay, so will this be like one of those things of I can just see people kind of pulling the whole idea of like affirmative action, if you will, or Mm -hmm. people pulling like, okay, well, you can't be mad about slavery or about black injustices because you know we paid y'all back if you will i don't think that there's anything that anybody can do to pay anybody back and i think once i stopped looking at it through that lens and stopped looking at it through the lens of like you know it's not to pay back you're just trying to 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 the best of your ability try to like right or wrong i was okay with it and i was able to say okay this is a good thing as opposed to initially because my initial response was just like I mean, you gonna look at my application twice? Like, I still gotta pay for it. What if I don't have money? To you got a financial your 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 university got a financial benefit off the backs of my ancestor, but you're telling me that I'll just get a second look. Uh, how's that fair? You know what I mean? But maybe that's just me. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I feel like to a degree that could have just been me being like, I guess petty in a sense. No, it's me too because I. I'm still not going to give them a pass. Um, I think that they, like, I, I think that to me, my approach would have been, I don't even need you to give me preference for Georgetown. Because what if I never want to go there? You know what I'm saying? Right. Give me, give me tuition at the university of my choice. Are you... Made some partnerships or just some finance. For me, reparations need to be it should should be for the bulk financial, and that's just how I I see reparations. Do you feel that way because you feel like slavery was financial, or do you feel that way because you feel like the most important thing, the most important way to help somebody in our our society is through money? I don't think the most important way to help somebody in our society is through money, but I feel like that slavery had a big impact on us economically. Mm-hmm. And so it, the where the damage was done the most, uh, which I, you know, we can't even argue that it was economic because the, the breakdown of the, how they destroyed our families and the mental trauma and all of that. Um, but none of that, them giving preference fixed the bulk of the problems. Right. You know what I'm saying? The, the you know, are you going to provide, tra- you know, counseling for families? Are you providing financial assistance to people who may? What if it's a descendant in California? Do I? So I got to come all the way to Georgetown for school, and then it's not. I might not. It might not even be paid for. Like, I just don't feel like that's enough in my mind. I feel you. That's I. I mean, honestly, I think that that's that's legit. Um, and I completely understand it. I don't think I feel like initially the response is to celebrate. Everybody's in this like celebratory mode. But I think it's really important as well to 
um, in the in the coming days, in the coming weeks, I feel like people will kind of start to dissect it. It's almost like it's that initial like surprise and like, woo, and then at some point, you know, people start to say like, OK, so let's really let's think about this thing. Let's, uh, <laughs> you know, let's let's see. <laughs> um, let's see. Where do we really get here? Where, what do we get here? How is this going to be truly beneficial? Um, I wonder what role Michael Eric Dyson had to play in it, or how does he even feel about it? Because you know I, he teaches there. It's so funny. I was actually looking to see his response. I think that I know that he definitely played a role in it. Um, and I say a role in terms of they heard his mouth <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Whether he agrees with it or disagrees or thinks it's sufficient enough or not, um, I definitely think it's something that he he. Ha- I mean, the universe would be stupid to not have him. <laughs> you know, have his voice a part of the decision making for that. Um, I think in terms of even supporting if there were a conversation, which I'm sure there had to be some sort of conversation about what it would look like for Georgetown to um, try to right some sort of wrong or provide some sort of a reparation, um, what that would look like. I'm sure, you know, there were talks about, Hey, financially, what would this look like? What could we do? Could we offer free tuition? Um, could we offer discounted tuition? You know, can we, for that second look, what does that second look truly mean? Um, because the two things that I read, I read three different things, but two of them specifically talked, kind of mentioned what the, that there's a second look and what that meant. And essentially it compared it to it being like you being somebody that had like previously graduated from the university. So you kind of have like that good rapport or you're somebody that has a family member that's been very successful at the university. Um, and so you kind of have that good rapport. So it's kind of like you kind of get special treatment in terms of the admissions process. So, but I mean, what is that to me actively? And I think that was my question of, so what does this mean truly in practice? Like, it's so vague. Yeah, it was it was very vague from the things that I read. It was very vague. Um, but I haven't gone to like Georgetown's website to see what they say about it. Maybe they give more detail there. Maybe that's something we we need to do. Um, I'll look that up. I'll look it up and see, you know, try to see if they give any more detail into specifically like what that actually means. But you know, I, I think it's a I think it's a good gesture. I think it definitely, as I say, to be 100 percent honest, it made me. I, I wasn't initially impressed by it um, just because I think when you think about I don't know, I, I read the list. I went to uh, I, I went to their website, the, the resource website that they, they have. It was like a link in one of the articles. And it basically says it talks about. You know, the the selling of these slaves, I think it was like, was it 287 or something like that? Um, it talks about the selling of those slaves. And there's a list. They have a, a document um, and they they give they typed from they retype the text uh, that was in the document. But it gives the names and the ages uh, or the approximate ages for some of these slaves and seeing like, you know, uh, uh, a, a woman that or a girl that's age 12 and seeing a boy that's like age nine and then seeing somebody that's age 43 and thinking like all of these people were on the block standing next to each other being sold. And they had they could they probably were like in chains and, you know, could have been beaten, could have been malnourished, could have been raped or mistreated or what. Ha- and they were just there like. For me, that image started kind of sitting in my head. And then I was just like, this is not I, I can't I kind of got to step away from this because I 
yeah, I can't. I this ain't this not working for me. I can't really reconcile this in my head. Um, I can't. I'm reading these things and I'm looking at these and I'm just looking at names and ages and it's only a 50. And it says like, you know, these Negroes are essentially up for sale and it, it, it doesn't even give like a last name. There's no family name. There's just a first name and an age or a first name and an approximate age. And there's a list of 50 people. And for me, that was just enough because I'm like, this is what they were worth. That is to me. That's not. I'm not none of this can sit well with me in that sense. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's where I was. But um, on a lighter note, we can move on <laughs> because I wanted to get too, too dark. Um, so on a lighter note, the VMAs happened. Um, and you say you say you didn't watch it. Did you watch it? No, I did okay. not watch it. I don't know what came on Sunday that made me not watch it. Was it power? No, because I didn't watch that either. I'm just behind. It was just a bad day. You know what? No. Uh, Sunday, I needed a day to unplug. Like, yeah. I don't know if I... T- yeah, so I actually ended up going to my friend's house, like my high school close friend, uh-huh. my high school best friend, and just chilling with her. And that was like, chilling with her, her husband and her son. And that was like so therapeutic for me because I like unplugged from everything. Yeah. She was like... Okay, you can't touch your phone. And so, <laughs> and she didn't even know, like, I didn't even feel her in on all the stuff that I was going through, just trying to do business stuff. Mm-hmm. But she just was like, you don't need to be on your phone while you're at my house, which was very good for me yeah. to just, like, be disconnected. Sometimes so I you need that. I ended watching Power or the VMAs and just talking to her laughing with her son as they helped him with homework and laughing with her husband, just chilling. It was very, very good. So that's where, that's where, that's why I missed it. Sometimes you need that. Honestly, sometimes that is the best thing. So I'll just give you a quick rundown. So I didn't watch it as it like then, because I was actually in New York. I was leaving from New York. So I saw the traffic. The traffic was crazy. Um, People were, I got, I actually was catching the bus back to DC and, um, we got when I got off the train, I walked out and it's like, you know, we were like right there and it's like people everywhere. And it's just real crazy trying to get to the bus. Um, So I didn't see it. I was leaving New York as it was happening. I didn't watch it live, but I watched the MTV has replayed this thing. The night was it Monday. Monday, they played it at least four times. I saw it like four different times. Come on. So as I, I sat down and I watched it. Um, some of it I was just like walking away from. Of course, I saw the performances. I went and found all of those online before I sat down and watched the show. So overall, the show was good to me. The show was good uh, because of black women. <laughs> <laughs> Much like everything else that's going on in the world, I feel like. Black girl magic. Yeah. Beyonce, Rihanna, Tiana Taylor made the show. Like the show was amazing because of them. Um, I listened to Kanye West's speech and I have just decided that this is not for adults. This is really resonates with these, with teenagers. I don't feel like he was saying much of anything of important importance, like what was happening. And I think it kept frustrating me, too. And it kept I kept thinking, 
wow, I wonder if people that listen to Brunch Culture feel this way about me. Because he kept saying, like, I mean, like, like, I, I mean, bro, like, like it, bro, like, like, and I'm. I'm saying, bruh, shut up. Like, this, you're not saying anything in this moment. This, what does this mean? But the crowd responds, like, you had people in the crowd that were happy, I mean, cheering and just fully engaged and listening to what he was saying. And so I was like, I think I just, I just passed the age group where this type of talk matters. Like, when I feel like when you are standing in front of a microphone, you need to be saying something to me that's, like, great. Um, or something that, you know, should be moving or inspiring or, I mean, telling just a story that's interesting. Nothing that he was saying to me was, I mean, they, it just didn't make any sense. But, you know, he <laughs> premiered his video with Tiana Taylor, which was incredible. Um, Tiana Taylor's body is sick. I'll be the first to tell you that I don't know much about her body of work in terms of music. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier today. That basically it sent me a video of this guy that posted saying like Tiana Taylor missed her moment um, in that she should have had, you know, a workout DVD or uh, some new music or something to drop after that video or at least after the VMAs. Because everybody, people that didn't know who she was, like Kanye West basically put her on this platform and gave her this incredible opportunity because she was great. She's super talented. And so it's like you should capitalize on that to do something else. Um, and so I don't know, I couldn't even say, I was talking to my own boy and I was like, I mean, I can just chuck it up to feeling like maybe she doesn't want to be that type of artist, or maybe she doesn't want to be like super mainstream, or maybe she's just comfortable where she is. Um, and that's one thing that I had to recognize, but overall, I think it was dope. I think she did an amazing job, um, in the video. I feel like the, the video was an instant classic, like I will give Kanye West that creatively he's great. Sometimes he's a little off, but I think it's just a little off because I'm thinking like, you know, I love I love the arts and I love creativity. But this is weird, like famous video weird. I I don't get it. Uh, But Fade, I get Fade was dope. (laughs) Fade was really, really dope. And I think it was just amazing that it was the entire thing was her. And then it became her and her husband and her baby. And I think it was great. You know, it was kind of soft pornish, but it still was good. I like that. Um, Rihanna's performances were good. I feel like Beyonce, as always, kills. She she ripped it. What I was really, really disappointed in was Britney Spears. And not that I had super high expectations. I was gonna say, did you even have I was gonna say I didn't I didn't have super high expectations for Britney Spears. But what I will say though is I feel like Britney Spears should sue the VMAs because I feel like they set her up. Beyonce performed the performance right before Britney Spears was Beyonce. Britney Spears mm-hmm. came out doing like some We Are Soldiers slash cheerleader slash lip sync battle routine like it just wasn't and then i watched it on my computer and her lip syncing was really really off like at one point in time she literally was just kind of like moving her mouth to make it seem like she was she was saying but her mouth didn't go with the words and 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 here's another thing i wish i was there to like culture (laughs) if you gonna lip sync right 
and you realize that it's off, you realize maybe you can't hear the music or, you know, you just literally forgot the words so you can't lip sync properly. You take the microphone and you put the microphone in front of your mouth. You don't hold it to the side of your face. You don't hold it down. You hold it up. Why? Because people can. It's harder for people. People can argue that, oh, you know, the camera's off. You can't really see her lips. The mic's in the way. She literally got the microphone just like to the side of her face like, oh, I just, you know, I'm out here doing it and you're not really doing it. And it, then the guy that her, the rapper dude that came out, he forgot the, his words. It just was it was just honestly it was really bad. But I said after that performance, I am no longer saying no longer saying that any black artist is not good. Why? Because Britney Spears is iconic. And she came out here and did these like one, two step moves. She wasn't singing. She couldn't even lip sync properly. But they said that performance was iconic. I'm no longer telling the you know what? If you can't sing and you made it, do it. Just keep doing it. Why? Because Britney Spears is out here worth two hundred and so something Countess million Vaughn dollars. Still do stuff? Countess Vaughn, do it. Do it. If you become successful, I'm not in support of that. It's all I right. Can't because you. Britney Spears is out here doing it and it's trash. It's complete trash. I support it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Make it happen. Make it happen, Captain. Catch me whistling. Pray you catch me. I can tell the dishonesty. I can tell the dishonesty. So before you butcher <laughs> these words anymore, uh, that's it for the scroll. We will be back for our main dish. Now we're back for our main dish. Our main dish, whoever you came with, who you came with. And that old to Chris Brown, who got caught up this week. Uh, yeah, so shout out to you, Chris Brown. We support you here. We didn't even talk about that, yo. I sh- I, that was a whole other thing I wanted to go into because I feel like he got caught up for no reason. Yeah, um, but he, he got vindicated because there was no guns in the house. Yeah, no guns, no dr- like just... Yo, I, I leave Chris alone. He's been through enough. Let him live. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna reserve my comments because I'm. I'm saying like y'all just bothering this dude or folks just bothering this dude. And I'm. You know, I'm not gonna make it just. Okay, I'm gonna stop. So we're well, here for the main dish. What we're saying because online dragging, people do that. People drug Chris through the mud on social media. This is true. Drug him through the mud without having all of the facts, right? And immediately assume that this this guy was, you know, this girl, whatever statement she made was true. And, you know, not saying that he's incapable of doing these things. But I thought it was really interesting, though, that people had said that he bar- the first headline I saw was that Chris Brown, you know, had barricaded himself in his house. And you had like 
police and SWAT teams and people and all this stuff. People were, you know, helicopters flying around his home. So my thoughts were he has to be holding somebody hostage. I mean, he literally he has to be like threatened to take his life or someone else's life. This dude is posting videos to Instagram. <laughs> and then that's why I was like, wait, 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 wait. This this ain't we got to get the facts, yo. And we got to get the facts in terms of like, I'm I'm all for, you know, an emotional tweet in terms of what you think about something. But I do think that it, let's at least, you know, stop saying that this dude is barricading himself in the house. And like it, it he's called for all of these, this law enforcement when oh boy literally is posting videos to social media. Like, I don't think that we can we can't do that. But so in line with what we want to talk about for today's uh, main dish, um I just want to talk about this whole idea of online dragging um, and just, you know, I feel like because of social media now, you know, we see this a lot more because everybody, I mean, you have kids that are like eight years old that have a Twitter and a Facebook and an Instagram. And so you have so many different people that have a platform and an opinion and all of these things. And we see, you know, people get drugged, even, even count counts as bond. And I'll, I'll even say, and this is why I wanted to have the conversation because, you know, I think we all have been a part of either it's a retweet or repost or whatever it is for laughs. But I think that when it comes to, uh, to some degree, you know, these things can be hurtful for people, um, be it, it's it's hurting their image. It's hurting their family. Um, you know, it's causing people to question things that they shouldn't be questioned, but they shouldn't be questioning or things that they shouldn't be concerned about. Or, you know, just people just being really just really cruel and really wrong and doing things and people feeling like, oh, well, I'm justified in calling and correcting this person. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about that. Like, what do you think about it? How do you feel it? And I'm going to kick it off with um, just do you think that dragging people online in general is it a good thing or is it a do you think it's a good thing do you think it's a bad thing uh i think it's a bad thing i think that what social media does is it disconnects us from people personally Mm -hmm. um so we get to talk about them and at them and hashtag them without considering them as a person or considering ourselves in that moment. And so, um, you know, I think that it kind of, it it puts us in a position of authority to make critiques about somebody else's life. And while, you know, you know, we all talk about celebrities all the time. We all have things to say. We all have commentaries on different things. We used to do that just amongst ourselves in our circles. And so it's not public or a celebrity will never hear it. So if we're at brunch having a discussion about um, Chris Brown, that's one thing. But to get in there and say at Chris Brown, why are you being so stupid? Um, You we believe this because how you treated Rihanna, you know, what I'm saying like um, and just throwing all this shade at him or any other celebrity. And that means are dragging them or like like how they drag Gabby. Like these people are people like they have feelings and emotions. And, you know, you know, I have to I, you know, I kind of shaded. Well, I not count. I did shade counting. So counting. If you listen, I'm so sorry. Um, 
But that video still was funny. It wasn't. I was gonna say, Countess, it's, it wasn't you. I support it you. Wasn't like you. I think it, it was the, it was the. It was. It was everything. Oh, from <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I don't know how I got back on that because that almost took me. I more literally could go bust out laughing. So, um, but yeah, I think we when we like dehumanize people in a sense on social media, um, I think it's dangerous. Absolutely, and I think so. You you said you use the words dehumanize, and it's so funny because I think that that's what allows a lot of people to engage in it. Um, I'm really perplexed with the accent with answering the question, is it good or bad? Because I think like with most things there, you know, there are positives to it. Um, there are pros and cons, there's good things, there's bad things. But I feel like when you think about this, when you think about um, dragging folks, if you will, or the whole like multi-person clap back, if you will, those things for me. It's a good thing in that you can make sure that a group of people aren't left out of the conversation, aren't oppressed, aren't, um, you know, being bullied in a sense. But Mm -hmm. in turn, what you may also do is do that to another person. And you may a person can have just literally a teachable moment that can turn into a dragging. And it literally should have just been a teachable moment. And I think that's what we have to be mindful of. Um, I think that in the age of social media, certain things, you kind of have to have a sense of humor about it, especially if you're in a public space and you're a celebrity um, or you're somebody that is well known. I feel like you it's one of those things that like I remember when I was growing up and celebrities would all always say, you know, not having a private life, always having paparazzi follow you. That is the the curse that comes with the gift. That's a part of, you know, fame and celebrity. And you know that. So I feel like in today's time, you have to know that if you're a person in a public space, that one of the things that will probably happen is you might become a meme. Um, and that that just is what it is. Um, I think that you probably will be a part of a larger conversation at some point in time that people are having in a public space because everybody does have a voice because everybody has a platform and this kind of public opinion that once was just driven by media outlets is now driven by individual people. So like those conversations, just like what we're doing here, it's created a space for us to have brunch culture, right? So we, Mm -hmm. we have brunch culture. Not only do we have, you know, social media platforms that we have followers on, but we actually have a, we, we have voices. We can let our, put our voices out on the internet to the airwaves and people can hear what we have to say. So it's good in the sense that we do have this voice that, you know, maybe 10, 20, 20 years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do this. If we were our age wanting to be on the radio, we'd had to go through some company. So it's good in that sense. But in the same in, in the flip side of that, I feel like there's a level of responsibility that has to come with it that we don't you know, we don't we don't take up. And so because of that, I feel like it, it, it becomes bad and it becomes dangerous. And I feel like, you know, there are people don't have 
people aren't considering these things when they're making these comments, right? We dehumanize people, um, as you stated, pe because people become dehumanized, you're not thinking about them as a person, you're thinking about them as a character, or you're thinking about them as a celebrity, the person that has money and the person that's untouchable. And so that's why we're able to do these things. But I think it's really important for us to think about, you know, how this doing those types of things to a celebrity or to even just like an Instagram model, or Instagram person, they really are people as well. They're, they're more than just the picture that you saw or the snap that you, you look, you viewed. These are, these are people with insecurities and with, you know, families and with jobs and <laughs> that have emotions and they have good days and bad days in that same sense. And I think in that, in that, place in that space that's when it can become hard um and i mean that's when it become a bad thing because we don't you're not considering that when you're the person being drug and i feel like people are so quick to want to correct somebody in the space on social media or on twitter or everybody wants to clap back because it becomes fun and it becomes like a good thing to do but you aren't thinking that like honestly this could have just been a teachable moment like this really could have just been a moment of you saying, yo, check this. Here is what we should have did or here's how you should you should have said it without trying to be like offensive or or, or go for it after the person's, you know, personal life or their in intellect or things like that. I feel like that's when it can get really dangerous. Um, but that leads me to the next the next thing of um, because everybody does have a voice and everybody has a platform with social media. Do you think it's the responsibility of like social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat? Do you think that the people's voices should be filtered? So like if you are, let's say you post something and I start really just going in you, do you feel like my, my account should be suspended? Because essentially I'm using the platform for what it's for, which is I'm, you posted your opinion, so I posted mine. And mine may have just been repetitive, but this is just my opinion. I don't, I don't think it should be suspended because, I mean, I think that violates the freedom of speech. Uh, I mean, you're entitled to have an opinion uh, and you're entitled to be blocked as well. Uh, but I don't think your account has to be suspended. I think I could just block you. So what about what what about in a situation where um, people are it's multiple people? So Countess Vaughn, we'll, we'll just take Countess Vaughn. I feel like oh, yeah, <laughs> I feel bad because I'm not trying to pick on her, but I feel like this is the most recent, you know, dragging that I feel like was very substantial. Maybe Young Jock was, too. But I feel like his was that more wasn't, playful. That was just about hair. Yeah, yeah, it was more playful. I feel like his was more playful. So let's say mm -hmm. Countess Vaughn, right? All of these people are... It, it's not just her posting um, a thing. One thing. It's not just like her her putting something out there. I don't even feel like I can do Countess Vaughn. As I'm talking, I'm let's thinking about... Let's do Chris. I don't even feel like you can do. I kind of just want to do a person that, and it's so hard to do. I want to do a person that's like not a celebrity. And I say this because I feel like with celebrities, if you're talking about their artwork in the sense of Countess Vaughn, and this is why I, I wanted to retract talking about her. So we were talking about people are commenting on her art. So it's funny. You know what I'm saying? Art is very subjective. 
she watched she watched the video. Her and her team watched the video and they thought the video was great. They thought it was, you know, worthy to go out to the people. And they honestly thought they people would love it. Yeah, they thought it was they thought it was good. Um, so oh, they put it out there for the people. Well, obviously, the people didn't think it was good. Maybe some people thought it was good. A number of people didn't think it was good. But because that's artwork, I feel like that's okay. That's what art is subjective. So it's okay to talk about that. I feel like if we were talking about, you know, her her appearance, her physical appearance or her parenting skills or her her being engaged or, you know, how she is as a sister or a friend. I feel like to me, those are the things is when it becomes personal. And that's when you start to you should question. That's when I question like, hey, maybe you should kind of filter this because people are talking about things that an individual has not put out there. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a personal life thing or this is a personal thing that hasn't been put out by this individual. So you can't talk about it. This is my same way of talking about like Sierra and Russell Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very, I try to be very careful on talking about people's relationships and lives if they don't put it out there. So like Carrie Washington, I have no opinion on her marriage or no opinion on her child or, you know, her relationship with her husband. I remember people were saying that like, you know, it's speculated that they're headed for divorce and things like that. I have no opinion on that because that's not something that Carrie Washington has put out. That is not something that she actively talks about. Now, you know that she's married. You know, there's a photo of her and her husband or photos of her and her husband. And that's fine. That's her prerogative. But she doesn't say, hey, look at my relationship. Here's my relationship. So I don't talk about it. Sierra and Russell Wilson. It's always, hey, look at my relationship. Talk about my relationship. It's almost like you're kind of being you know, coerced to talk about it. So it's like good, bad, or indifferent. You should talk about it because this is something that they both brought to the table. And so it's okay to discuss it because they told you to. Essentially, this is what they wanted. Um, so whether your opinion is good, bad, or indifferent, I try not to have like a negative opinion because I don't know much about it. But I do say things like, I'm tired of it. I'm frustrated. Please stop. Get off my social media. I block both of them. Um <laughs> I just got tired of seeing it and I didn't know how to on the explore page like you know how certain things will pop up on the explore page I think I don't know if it's because maybe we were talking about them and so I don't for whatever reasons I kept seeing stuff from both of their accounts on my explore page so I just didn't know how to stop it so I just blocked them I was like I don't I don't ever want to see this like stop 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 i don't want Mm -hmm. to see this (laughs) so that was like my way of yeah get y'all out of here because i I just don't want to see it because i don't want to know right i don't want to know the details of this because i feel like your relationship should be your relationship like i'm fine with you posting pictures i'm even fine with you saying like i love you know this person but you can't get mad you mad at like your baby daddy for commenting on it but you keep posting about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Are you mad at people for talking about your relationship, but you keep shoving your relationship down people's face? Like, don't do it. You don't want somebody to comment on something. Do not put it out there. I can't get mad at you for telling me that, Oh, you know, you were really bad on brunch culture. I hated your opinion on this. I just had a conversation with a group of friends last week in New York about, you know, a couple of my comments on brunch culture. I can't get mad at them and be like, well, don't have opinion about me when I'm putting a product out. <laughs> it has this on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's the whole point of it. So I just I I don't know if yeah I I, I don't like that. I kind of went off on a tangent, but in terms of social media, um, I don't. I kind of think that. I don't think that it should be filtered, but I guess I feel like there should kind of be like rules that people agree to, if you will, which is really no way to regulate it. But I feel like people should just be responsible and say, like, you know what? There's certain things I'm going to keep off the table. Like, I'm not going to start talking about your kid. I'm not going to start talking about your non-celebrity spouse unless you put that spouse out on like a reality show. And then we're going to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to steer clear of commenting on things that are not a part of what you're giving me to consume. Um, And I know that that's hard because I'm probably saying this and I'm sure that to some degree, I'm never going to say that I've never done it. I can say that I try not to do it, but culturally this is something that we do culturally. Like we talk about everything, right? This is, (laughs) yeah, everybody, a lot of things are up for grabs, but I think that, you know, as because the space it's like you, you're free to do whatever you want to as a user or somebody that's in the public forum um, of social media. You should try to have some sort of ethics about yourself to say, you know what, if you didn't put this out for me to comment on, then I'm not going to comment on that because this is not your part of your work that you put out. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I really struggle with, with people who are very vocal on social media, is sometimes there seems to be an imbalance where people can criticize people online, but they can't be criticized in person. Mm, that's deep. Or even online either. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, that's a that's really, there's a lot of truth to that. I think, yeah, I thought about it in the sense of, you know, even as podcasters and listening to, you know, other podcasts and knowing that a part of what some of us do, not everybody, not every podcast has like a pop culture component. Um, and we've said this here on Brunch Culture a lot. A part of we we have a goal, but a part of getting to that goal is, you know, being a part of culture. We like pop culture. I think we everybody enjoys pop culture to some degree because it's it's removed from having a lot of thought. You honestly get to look at somebody else and kind of point the blame at them or laugh at them, or it's just kind of in good fun, you know? So I feel like that's good, but I feel like what we have to recognize is honestly, we're going to be scrutinized just as well. And I can't get mad at you for scrutinizing me when to some degree I scrutinize somebody else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I can't tell you that it's, you know, Oh, it's so wrong that you're talking about me when I conduct myself or a part of the business that I'm in is having to be a culture commentator, having to comment on pop culture or pop comment on what's going on in culture in general. I don't necessarily know that that is it's, it's fair. And I feel like it's something that we aren't mindful of. Like you got to know that, you know, just a part of being in this game. The, t- the one time it's so funny. Um, This was really shocking to me. You remember the time the girl told me to kill myself? Yeah, that was interesting. Right. It was was real. I just laughed at first, but then at one minute it was like, wait, did you really just tell me to kill myself? 
But I laughed and it was kind of funny because I was like, but this is a part of the game. This is a part of where I'm at. So I can't be so. I mean, I can say I don't like it. Like if it become if it if it was something that was persistent, if it was something that she consistently kept doing and put it out, like, of course, yeah, I'm gonna block you and like, you know, move forward. Um, And then if if beyond that, like if I need to like report somebody, I guess I would. But like, you know, I think those things are those things are like if it gets out of hand. Yeah. But a part of knowing that in the space that I'm in and and having an opinion about anything and putting that opinion out, people are going to disagree. People are going to be pissed. People are going to be mad. People are going to agree with you. It's like, no matter what, you just have to know that that type of stuff is going to happen. And so you have to conduct yourself accordingly. In my case, it was like, okay, well, I mean, I just, I mean, that's, that's your opinion. You want me to kill myself. Um, doesn't mean I'm going to kill myself, but I mean, that's how you feel. I should kill myself. All right. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, so yeah, I, I just think we just gotta we just gotta realize it, you know, recognize it and understand that if I'm putting such if I'm putting this out, then uh yeah, I gotta if I'm putting it out, then there's probably a big chance that it's gonna come back to me and you know, it's just a part of it. I just gotta roll with the punches. Yeah. But if you and if you're vocal about, you know, criticizing other people Please be able to handle criticism personally, because then you're kind of a hypocrite in that regard. Yeah, which some people probably don't really care about being hypocrites, but that's a whole other story. So what do you think is (laughs) what do you think is off limits or do you think anything should be like off limits in terms of things that people um, will drag somebody on social media for or scrutinize somebody for like do you think there's anything that should just be off limits it's like you know what this is not something i should comment on i don't think people's families i mean especially their children they didn't ask to be there i agree they they are not they are born into this they didn't ask to be there they're not you know i don't think you should you know bother their kids like when people were trying to um drag malia through the mud um with these recent, you know, statements, I think, you know, she's the president's daughter, but she's not the president. She didn't, you know, leave, leave these people out of it. Absolutely. Like, it's just, I don't think you should bother their children. I think that's really off limits. 100% agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think that is the one thing that I think family in general I guess I can kind of, you know, I can kind of understand maybe like a spouse, maybe. Um, But I definitely think children, which is going to be a part of my roast. But I think that children, you just got to leave kids alone, man. Like, I don't even like they're like celebrity kids that I think are really cool or really cute. Or, you know, somebody will post a picture of their kid. And I it it's weird to me to even watch them because i'm like this is not my child (laughs) like i don't feel like i should be i know i know you're putting it on on social media but i don't feel like i should be like you know screenshotting this and sending it to anybody or i should be like reposting this there was this one there's this one video um i think it was a video of it was a video of blue ivy at the little uh at her recital 
which I thought mm-hmm. was really cool because I, I just love seeing like little kids when they're performing because I grew up like being a kid that was in in tap and in dance and all this other stuff. So I, I think it's really cool seeing little kids do it because I feel like you always have like some kids that look spaced out and then you have kids that are really like just into it and that's just trying so hard to like do everything. So I thought mm-hmm. it was real cool and I actually wanted to repost it because I was, I think I saw it like that morning. I was going to say, you know what, today's going to be a good day because I remember being this type of kid. Mm-hmm. Um and I wanted to repost it, but I was like, wait, this is somebody's kid. Like, I can't be posting somebody's kid on my social mm-hmm. media. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. although you're a quote unquote a celebrity kid, you are still just a kid. And to you, that's what's important. Like, you, you're you not concerned with the fact that my dad's Jay-Z, my mom's Beyonce or anything. You just want to be a kid. And so it's like out of respect of your parents and out of respect of you being young and an adolescent, I don't want to, even in a positive light, I just don't want to post this on my social media because I think that it's kind of weird. It's kind of creepy to me. Um, And I feel like this is not something that your parents meant for to share with the world. This is something that, you know, a person that was at the event pulled out their, their smartphone and recorded it and thought it was cool to post it on social media. So the world could see that their child goes to school with, you know, a celebrity baby. And it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, this is still a baby. Like, I don't want to do that. So I feel like children definitely should be off limits, but definitely I feel like children, but family in general, as much as possible, just like, yo, let people live, let like scrutinize them. Cause I feel like most people can, they're okay with you scrutinizing them. But when you start going into the family, it's kind of like, all right, like I chose to be the celebrity. I chose to be the person that, you know, you know, me, you only know them by way of me. So comment on me, not to them. Like, yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. So, y'all let us know what you think. Um, use the hashtag chat BC. We would love to interact with you. Let us know what's fair game uh, for celebrities. Uh, what line should they not cross um, hit us up chat bc add us at brunch culture on social media and engage with us and we'll be back for our toast or roast we the best music oh this what we doing here another one i might have to put on my jury for this one rave talk rave talk oh we're talking that rave talk Safe talk, safe talk, here we go, talking that safe talk. Major key alert. Oh, we good now. Oh, we good now. Major bag alert. DJ Khaled. I got the keys, keys, keys. 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 We go to court, we gon' plead the field. I know the judge, I'ma shoot him some chills. I got the keys, keys, keys. Now we're back with our toast or roast. And I'm glad you said the or roast part because I got a roast. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, I do got a roast though. So I'm gonna make this fast because we, I kind of touched on it during the main dish. But so this week I am roasting. Of course, the VMAs happened. Um, we all saw the pictures of Beyonce and Blue Ivy walking down the red carpet. It was great. It was cool. Blue Ivy had on like some eleven thousand dollar dress apparently, and she just looked really cool. She's a really cute kid to me. Well, apparently the internet didn't think that. Um, there's a number of people that 
had were tweeting like let's just be honest blue ivy's ugly blue ivy looks like her dad um she ugly just like her daddy blue ivy this blue ivy that which to me is crazy is ridiculous i don't see how anybody thinks that this is okay and thinks that this is something that they should be able to do or should want to engage in how in the world, how in the world anybody could talk about like a five-year-old kid and say that the kid is ugly. Like to me, it's just, it's just not right. It's completely wrong. And so I'm roasting any and everybody that had something to say about blue Ivy's looks um, in a negative way. Like, honestly, if you don't think the kid is cute, just don't say nothing. Um, If you think that, and I don't, know that a kid should be ugly because she looks like her dad like i feel like you can look at anybody on this planet that has a father which is all of us <laughs> and you can look at them and see remnants of their parent in them and i feel like because we know jay-z and we know like certain features about him you can look at blue ivy and be like oh yeah that's definitely your dad but if you don't think the kid is cute just don't say it i feel like it's it's jacked up because this is something that this kid is going to have access to and to come into a world where you didn't actually be a celebrity, your parents actually be a celebrity, but you have grown adults saying that you're ugly. Like you don't have enough time. You need to find something else to do. Somebody needs to punch you in the face because you probably are ugly. That's why you're looking at a kid saying that they're ugly. So that's my roast this week. I'm roasting anybody that had anything negative to say about Blue Ivy at the VMAs because I think she is a very cute little girl. I feel like she has a very feisty attitude. And I say that because the facial expression she makes definitely is like, I don't have time for these people. I don't have time for this. Why are these people here? But I think it's hilarious. Um, and I think it's really great. And that's who I'm roasting this week. Well, I'm, I'm going to do a toast and I'm going to do it really f- short. I want to toast to my grandfather. He had to have um, emergency bypass surgery today. And I just want to toast to him because he's an incredible man. He's 83. And I was nervous about him going into surgery, um, being his age um, for open heart surgery to me, I was like really intense, but he, I was really like scared about that, but he made it through and he's just a great man. He, um, yeah, he's been a great model of what a, a good man looks like a great husband, great father, great grandfather. So I want to toast to him. Lewis Field senior, my granddaddy. Love it. And I definitely am, you know, we'll be keeping you and the family in support. And I think it's amazing, too. I told you that, like, I think you were like 83 and you said, like, heart surgery. And I was like, wait, he he has to be like the picture of health because, yeah, I know I knew people. I've heard of people being like 70 and folks saying, like, we don't want to do that type of operation because their body probably can't handle it. So to be 83 to get there, I think it's dope. man. yeah, shout out to your granddad. Thank you. So let's get into this week's good vibe, which I feel like it's definitely in line with the theme of what we've been talking about today. This week's good vibe is hear what people say, but believe what they do. Um, Mm. Yes. It's so important. We say it all the time. It kind of is on along the lines of the whole 
uh, actions speak louder than words type thing. But it's really like, you know, you can hear what folks say. You can take in what they're saying, but you have to know that those actions are going to let you know who that person is and let that person be defined by their actions. So as you go out through life through this next week, make sure that you're actually watching folks actions and you're listening to um, you're actually looking at their actions and you're taking note of those as opposed to just the lip service that they're giving you. And that wraps up another episode of Brunch Culture. Thank you guys so much for listening to Brunch Culture. We are at episode 103. We don't take the support. 103. Right. We don't take the support (laughs) for granted. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly Lisa's hype. Um, but yeah, we don't take this support for granted at all. Um, I, I, I'm so thankful for the response that we get. I got a lot of great responses uh, about the show this week and just a lot of love. I, I, I just love getting the loves. I want you guys to continue to comment, give us iTunes comments. We, we definitely want to expand the show. We want to get more people to hear brunch culture. We want to bring more people on. If you guys know anybody that you think should be on brunch culture, that we can have a meaningful discussion that will be relevant to young professionals hit us up send us an email at brunchculturebc at gmail.com you can hit us up on twitter at brunch culture and on instagram at brunch underscore culture you can also check out our website at www.brunchculturebc.com and lisa do you have anything else no i don't have anything I will just say that Lisa always says she doesn't have anything, but I think Lisa has a lot of stuff. She's doing really, really great things with the Jude 3 Project. Please go and check out the Jude 3 Project. Um, you guys can search Jude 3 Project on on um, Instagram. Are you guys on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter, on twi- yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, and Jude3Project.com. Yeah, Jude3Project.com. Definitely check her out. It is, it is a, it, it's definitely not just a company. Um, it's definitely a movement, and they have a lot of great and positive things. I think if you're a Christian, it's great. I think if you're not a Christian, it's it's great. Honestly, I really think that um, what you you're, what you guys are doing at Jude3 is incredible, and if for nothing else, it gets a lot of conversation pieces that dives into some topics that people usually don't talk about in terms of, you know, the church and where people are with the church and why you feel a certain way or, you know, why you may not believe something. And so I think that no matter who you are, you should definitely check it out. And that's what Lisa has going on. She's very modest, so she won't do it. So I'll do it. But again, (laughs) here we'll keep doing this at Brunch Culture. Remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.